You know, Friday, it's an absolute scandal that we believe and trust that God sent His one and only Son to die for us, that He'd be buried. You know, we, we celebrated that on Good Friday. It's even outrageous to think that somebody would r- rise from the dead. You know, we hear of these stories, but to actually believe that the tomb was filled with Jesus as such, that the stone was rolled away by an angel and that Jesus came to life. That's quite outrageous. And that's why it's called Resurrection Sunday because the tomb's empty. The tomb's empty. How cool is that? So those of us who have this sense of empty heart, those of us who have this sense of void where Christ is to live, we can be filled by the Spirit of God. How good is that? This resurrection life that we celebrate, this resurrection life, how good were the baptisms? That was so good, wasn't it? Congratulations to all of you that baptised. Fantastic. One thing, if I may say to those who were baptised and for those who are friends and family, uh, as my beautiful wife said to me a, a couple of weeks ago, it takes a village to raise a child. It also takes a village to make a disciple. And so for those of you who have, being baptised, continue on the journey. Continue on the journey. You'll be tempted. You'll be tested. You'll be tried. Your faith will be tested, tried. And you'll be tempted to walk away from what you've done, what you believe. Don't. Hang out with those who trust God. Hang out with them. And those of you who are around them that are mature, make sure you journey with them, if you may. That'd be great. Well, today, we can't prove We really can't prove the resurrection, but nothing can also disprove the resurrection. We can't say, oh yeah, I can prove that, but nothing can disprove it either. Jesus said this, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs and these signs are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah that Jesus is the Son of God and that through believing in Jesus, you may have life in His name. So therefore, we can't prove it, but I'd, I'd, I'd back John's testimony, the bloke who wrote that, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And you know, the Bible explains clearly how God's outrageous love is given to each and every one, even those who don't like Him. For example, um, there was a lovesick father who had two sons, two wayward sons, and both of these sons wanted their inheritance. They wanted the father's stuff. They wanted the father's gifts, but they didn't want the father. Neither of them did. And one of them said, Father, I want my stuff, my inheritance, my one third now. So the father divided up his inheritance, gave him the one third. The son went off and lived a scandalous life as such. And the other son though, the one that stayed home and did all the work, he was just as bad, if not worse really, than the younger son. The younger son though, he got to a point of absolute, absolute destitution. He was even willing to eat the corn cobs that were fed to the pigs, but they wouldn't let him. So he came up with a plan. He thought, I've got a plan. I know what I'll do. I'll go back to my father. I'll reinstate myself and I'll actually try and pay my way and earn my way back to gain my inheritance. Yet the loving grace of God would have none of that earning because our sonship or our daughtership with God, our relationship with God, He's conferred upon each and every one of us because of His grace, His compassion, His kindness and His mercy. So the son comes up with a plan. He says, I, in the one version of the Bible says, I will go home to 
my father. I just wonder of how many of us really go home to our father who is in heaven. Now, home there is not merely a place or a destination. Home is about relationship. Home is about belonging. Home is about being accepted. So when this son says, I will go home to my father, he is saying, I'll go home to where I'm accepted. I'll go home to where I really belong. And I'll go home to where I'm a child. So he heads off. And the beautiful picture for me is that this father is seizing from a long way off. Now that, that means the father's been yearning or longing or wanting to see this son. He chases off after the son, picks up for a father to run. That was absolute taboo. A father never run. A mother might, a mother might, but not a father in this day and age. Again, totally against culture. He runs to show his legs as a patriarch of the town was just against the way of society. But he does. Because of, he goes totally against the grain because of his love and his compassion for his son. And the son is coming home. He falls on his neck. He kisses him on the neck. And he gives him a ring. He gives him a number of things. But he gives him a ring. And the ring is this signet ring. It's, it's, it's where the family name is, is signed off on. He gives him and reinstates him as a son. The son says, Dad, Dad, Dad. Dad goes, nah, mate, here. You've always been my son. He came home. The older, the older son, he wouldn't go in. He wouldn't go home into a relationship with his father. He still wanted his father's stuff, but he didn't want his father. And the father said, mate, everything I have is yours. Well, that was true. That's absolutely true. Because the father had already given away one third, because the law of the day was the older son gets two thirds, the younger one gets one third. And so the father said, I've already set aside the two thirds for you, mate. Everything here is yours. The older son wouldn't go home, wouldn't join in the celebration. See, we celebrate today this resurrected life because the father, God, has been waiting for this. is a parable, this story. It's not a real, real life story, it's a parable, it's an illustration of God's love for each and every one of us. We celebrate today, yes, because people get baptised, yes, because it's a display of their faith, but we celebrate because this loving Heavenly Father looked down the eons of time, waiting for each and every one of us to come home. He's chasing after us, waiting and longing for us so that we may be reinstated as His sons and His daughters, His daughters and His sons. So my question is, are we willing to come home? Those of us who are older sons, which are those really, it's a reference to those who are religious, those who have been doing the God thing for a long time. But you know the interesting thing about the story? That it doesn't have an ending. The ending's open. Why do you think that ending would be open? You know, everybody's going, oh, well, what, when the, the listeners of the day are going, the listeners of the day, we might think, oh, this younger son comes home. Oh, how beautiful, you know. Oh, we hear the story. Tears will up. Oh, that's me. You know, that's me. No. The people of the day hearing that story, they were angry. This is a scandal. This is against the flow of system. You shouldn't be doing this. This is not right. Because for a lot of us, we believe that earning our salvation is the way to go. But it's by grace. God's grace, God's compassion and God's kindness 
And the story is left open. And the reason I think Jesus did that, he didn't answer it, put a full stop on it as such. I think he is, he wants us to see ourselves in that story. It's a really good thing when you're thinking about reading scripture. Wasn't it great to hear reading your scripture and God speaking to people's lives? Is to ask a couple of questions. What, God's, what is God saying to me and who am I in this story and where is Jesus in this story? So where are you in that story? Which one of you? Are you the older brother? Has he got your nose up in the air a bit too far? You look down at others going, oh, gee, how can they be so feral? I've been a Christian for 40 years. I know the Bible. You know, who cares if you do? Do you know the love of God? Because if you had the love of God in your heart, you wouldn't have that nose going up in the air. Where are you in the Bible? Where are you in that story? Because really that story represents each and every single one of us. So therefore, if you've got to place yourself in the story, are you willing to come home? Are you willing to make a plan to come home? To be in relationship with God, to, to accept His Forgiveness, to accept his love, to accept his grace. Are you willing to, to turn around and turn back towards God? You may never have turned towards God, but I would love for you today to finish off the story for yourself. I can't finish yours for you. I can continue on my own, but I cannot tell you really what to do in your life. It's up to you. Today we have an opportunity to celebrate this resurrection life in the greatest and grandest way of all. And that is for each and every one of us is to say, yes, God, I'm coming home to you. Whatever that may mean to you. For you, it may well be that you've never, ever said yes to Jesus Christ. Please forgive me of my sin. I remember doing that years ago myself in 1982. Laying on my bed saying, Jesus, come into my life. It was a profound moment. There's a couple of really important things I had to finish off before I moved to Perth. That was finish the footy season off and my shearing season. But that decision led me into the journey which I still find hard to believe that I'm standing on this stage today in front of you all. What's your story? What's your story? Can we stand? Let's pray. The band can come up. That'd be great. Holy Spirit, I pray and ask that each and every person here today would be moved by you to see and understand Jesus' call to follow them. To follow you, I should say. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray and ask that in each of our hearts we would answer the call to come home. to receive this acceptance and this sense of belonging. Holy Spirit, move our hearts now as we bow our heads and close our eyes. Every single person here today, I'd love you to do that. If you've been a Christian for a very long time, if you're just brand new, baptised, whatever it is for you, or not even a follower of Jesus yet, you haven't said yes to Jesus, just bow your head, close your eyes. You don't, if you can't, don't know how to pray just think of God in your mind whisper a prayer of saying oh God I don't know you or Jesus 
But I think it'd be no grander day for each and every one of us to say yes to Jesus, to as it were come home than on Easter Sunday. Oh God, Lord Jesus, meet with us today. Meet with us today. Holy Spirit of God. Draw hearts, souls to you, I pray. Draw them to Jesus, Holy Spirit. Oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I did this on uh, Friday and I'll do it again today. Because today of all days, Resurrection Sunday, to experience new life for those of us who have never said yes to Jesus. And today you might say yes to Jesus. You, you know that your heart's beating a bit faster than normal you, and you're not really sure why. I remember that feeling. I know it really well. You're sort of thinking, oh, I don't have a shell. Should, should I? What shall I do? How do I do this? Yeah, I know what you mean. But I want to invite us to say yes to Jesus. To pray a prayer to say, I'll follow you all the days of my life, Lord Jesus. I put my trust in you as my Saviour, as my my Messiah, my Lord, the leader of my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. I'm coming home. I want to come home. Thank you for accepting me. That kind of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Just every head bowed and eye closed. Those on the left, my left, your right. My left, your right. There's two sections here. I'd love you to raise your hand. We'll pray for you in a moment. If you've never prayed that prayer, if you would say yes to Jesus for the first time, if that's you today, please raise your hand. Look at me, wave. I'm looking now in this. In these two. Just raise your hand. Say, yep, Aaron, I'm in. I want to follow Jesus. I want to say yes to Jesus. Yep, that'd be great. Fantastic. Somebody here might be saying, oh, no, I can't raise my hand. How embarrassing is that? By all means, do so. We're not going to linger on here forever. Yep, great up the back there. Fantastic. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Okay, you can put your hands down now and move to your left and my right. There's two sections over here. Same with you. Who here today would say, yep, I want to follow after Jesus. I want to say yes to Jesus. I don't fully understand what it all means, but I'm going to give it a crack anyway. If that's you, I just love you to raise your hand, look at me, wave at me and say, As, here I am, mate. Is anybody here in these two sections? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Is anybody? I'll wait a bit longer, not much. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's pray with those two people who raised their hands. Let's pray and just ask God to bless them today. And for those that are standing around them, those that have raised your hands, just make yourself known to somebody around you and have a chat to an usher or to Jeff or one of the staff or whoever. Make yourself known that you put your hand up today. Let's pray. Father God, we just pray a real blessing on those people. I pray and ask Holy Spirit that you'd come and remake Jesus alive in them. 
that a resurrected Christ would be resurrected within their soul today, that they would know truly and deeply that Jesus is alive, not only as a mind thing, but as a heart experience deep within them. Bless them, keep them, watch over them, protect them, we pray and ask. And they all said, Amen. Good on you. God bless you.